Hey, Josh. Hey, Matt. Hello to all our listeners as well, and welcome to uh, a Fantasy Football Life podcast. Another bye week we had last week, Matt. Um, <laughs> we had a nice, a nice week off, I would say, you know, after just the really great episode we had with Kyle. We got to give the listeners <laughs> a little more time to, uh, to digest that one and, uh, and progress from there. But I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, Matt. Um, Thank you. I hope you did as well. And I hope all our listeners did. Yeah, exactly. I hope all our listeners had had a great Thanksgiving uh, as well. Watched lots of football, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Um, I, I had a great Thanksgiving right up until the point where the football... A great, a great Thanksgiving break, I would say. Right up until Sunday and Monday. Um, in which case, I had, I had a really bad time. Uh, and as we welcome for the first time to the podcast, uh, Mr. Graziano himself, Russ... Uh, welcome to the Fantasy Football Life podcast. Uh, thanks. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. Time to correct all the mistakes that this podcast constantly makes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, I realized this weekend as we talked to, to having about having Russ on, I realized how how great that would be because here here's the thing: my fantasy teams are not doing too hot right now. Right, uh, had some had some bad breaks the past couple of weeks. <laughs> And the thing is, I realized why. It's because everyone listens to the podcast that Matt and I produce, and they get all this great advice. And it's like, hey, like now, like we can go beat Josh in fantasy using his own advice against him, you know. And now yeah. the, the counter to that is for me to bring on someone who is so clueless about fantasy football, in <laughs> in Russ, and who's just going to give such bad advice to the listeners that I can start winning again. It's really genius. Um, yeah, just just real quick, I want to get an explanation on uh, Robbie Anderson's stats this year. Robbie Anderson's stats. That was like that's like that's like episode one. That's episode one. Oh, sorry. What about uh, Dan Arnold? Dan Arnold's having a good year. What are you talking about? What, what about yeah, OJ Howard? It said dynasty, dynasty asset, Russ. Yeah, dynasty I just want asset. Wanted to check in and see how those takes are aging. That's all. Dynasty asset. I'm never wrong on this podcast, except for when Matt is right and I'm not, um, which is kind of always. Um, You're right. I'm breaking the golden rule. Don't don't correct the host. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Ugh. Yeah, I fantasy football has taken a toll on me. I would say this has been. I I think I'm going to miss the playoffs in. <laughs> all five of my leagues i'm pretty, i'm pretty sure um but who's the one with the podcast uh me so and matt but matt's gonna probably make the playoffs in all his leagues so hopefully hopefully get out of here you probably already clinched the one seed um i'm in in our dynasty league i'm i think in the la- sixth place of the last spot for playoffs and my nova league and my home league i'm one game or two games out. So I need to basically win out and get lucky to get in. So two out of three. What about you, Russ? I know you're in a few leagues as well. How are, how are your playoff chances looking as we approach? Uh, let's see. The redraft league, <clears throat> um, Calvin Ridley quit on me. So that's that's pretty terrible. Um, my Michael Thomas never came back. So that's double terrible. And Calvin Murray's <laughs> gone. So. Pretty pretty terrible overall. I would say that that seventh place finish out of eight is actually pretty impressive right now. Um, that's not an eighth. You're saying is impressive. That's not an eighth. 
Yeah, exactly. Who who is an eighth? Is it Jack who hasn't said his lineup like at all? Or that that's correct. So you're only ahead of someone who doesn't set their lineup. <laughs> that's true. I am tied with Wes, but uh, okay. gotcha. We'll, we'll see. I think he's leading me in points four, which is again not a surprise. Yeah, that's that's rough. I I know a thing or two about injuries, but I think we everyone got affected by injuries this week because uh, this weekend was rough yet again. Um, yeah. Daryl sure. Henderson did bruise his thigh, so I guess I can be in that group. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to RB1 Amir Abdullah for me next week. That's got to be the saddest sentence I think I've ever said in my life. <laughs> it's straight out of 2014. Amir Abdullah, oh my god, I hate football. Um, <laughs> yeah, with, with that, I guess we can kind of tackle the injuries uh, as we get to them in each game because there were a lot of them this week um so yeah uh, i think we'll just kind of do what we always do and we'll start by just breaking down um some of the games that we watched starting with the thanksgiving games uh, russ do you want to start with with bears lions i'm sure that everyone you know couldn't keep their eyes away from the tv during this thriller um, yeah i definitely was not making dinner during that one um let me see. Making dinner. What? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, we ate Thanksgiving dinner at one o'clock. So one o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, really, really, really early dinner. That's all. Wow. Um. So let's see. The Bears and the Lions. Well, um, I heard somebody once said that the uh, the Lions. Money line was easy money in this game, uh, but then the Bears, you know, beat the Lions for the second time this season. So, not sure why somebody thought that. That was kind of a mistake. But uh, Andy Dalton, 300 yards passing. He's uh, looking pretty good. 16 to 14 win against the worst team in the league. Only week he would have been worthy of starting. Um, other than that, Darnell Mooney's the number one receiver, but. There's no Allen Robinson, so that's tough for him. He's going to lose that job when Allen Robinson comes back. And is the he? Lions stink. Is he? DeAndre Swift got hurt. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, he's going to ha- like I don't know. Robinson still gets targets and stuff, but I would say Mooney's like I don't know, maybe a flex in not our eight man league. I'd say he's a good flex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in fairness. Allen Robinson might not even come back this year, number one. And two, um, he is a free agent this offseason, so if they don't resign him, I guess Mooney's the number one then after that. Oh, definitely for Dynasty, Mooney's looks interesting, yeah. But, I mean, even for the rest of this year, though, I mean, Mooney's had some good weeks um, the past few weeks. Yeah, but that was, like, mainly with, you know, Fields throwing to him, and Fields is incompetent. Whereas, like, Dalton, I don't know. I feel like when Allen Robinson's back – and paired up with Dalton. Dalton's just going to lean on the veteran wide receiver. That's fair. That's fair. Is is Fields benched, or is he just hurt? Just hurt. That's. I, I think was, it's just. I, I thought he was coming back like soon, but I don't know. I well, they won without him, so. Man, yeah, he wants Lions. his job. They, they could have won with you at UBU <laughs> with the Lions. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that our uh, our you know, flag football team could not win with me at quarterback, so I'm not well, sure that well, we, we didn't play the Lions. So <laughs> had we played the Lions, we would have won. 
But yeah, no, I mean, certainly something to keep an eye on. Like, I would say definitely you're right. I think Dalton would favor Robinson more than Mooney. But if Fields is playing, I think Mooney's a good flex. I think he's been producing. And if, if Robinson's not playing, I think Mooney's a good flex either way. How about that sweet touchdown by Jimmy Graham because he has a no trade clause, so they can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I cut you off before you got to the Lions, though, unless you were done. Um, oh, well, why would I talk about the Lions? DeAndre Swift got hurt. There's nothing else worth saying. Yeah, that's uh, it's fair, actually. Yeah, I think TJ Hawkinson got hurt, too, but then he returned to the game. So that's uh, – I was – he got hurt, like, catching his, his touchdown pass where he didn't get hit at all and, like, went to the locker room. But you know, I think he's healthy again. I mean, he's always kind of banged up. You, know, you don't want to talk about my pickup of the year, Godwin Igwebuki, um, who is absolutely going to take <laughs> over the RB1 role in DeAndre Swift's absence. Um, yeah. <laughs> this podcast yeah. stays it stays informed on, on – it, yeah. it stays informing its listeners on, on what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, Jamal Williams has that job, but I would, I was hearing what, it's just really a sprained AC joint. So mostly it's a pain management type of injury for Swift. So, I mean, we should probably expect him to cut into whoever's volume because he'll play like three snaps and have three touches. Last I saw was he's unlikely to play next week. Um, I don't know, Dr. Matt, can you confirm or deny uh, that's pretty much what they said was, well, Dan Campbell said he wasn't going to play most likely. Um, I don't know. If, I'm just, I'm deferring to Russ on the AC joint thing. Uh, and if it is that it is just pain management. So I don't know. Like in theory, if it wasn't that bad, he could play this week, but if they're saying he's not going to, I'm assuming next week he'll return. Yeah, that's true. So he won't be out. Pretty, he won't be out that long. Then, basically, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, uh, move on to Raiders Cowboys. Then, Matt, do you want to take that one? Yeah, I can take it. Um, so honestly, it's actually a very good game. I unfortunately had Darren Waller for this game, so that was <laughs> imagine that not a good part of it, and I know you do too. So. <laughs> Uh, that um, makes three of us then. <laughs> <laughs> so the Raiders actually like looked pretty good in this. Their offense the past couple weeks before this game didn't look great, um, but they played well. They kicked a lot of field goals, so they didn't actually convert into touchdowns. But at least for the running backs, Josh Jacobs looked very good. He had a ton of carries, but he also got some catches. Uh, he had four targets and two catches, so he was used a lot. And it's something you really like to see out of him. Uh, with the interim coaching staff that they're leaning on him still. And Kenyon Drake did get some work, but nothing too crazy to take out of Jacob's work. And for the receivers, Hunter Renfro and even Deshaun Jackson both had really good games. Renfro gets a ton of targets, but he actually had the yardage in this game, so that's nice. And Djax had his big touchdown. Uh, the one thing is Mariota decided to vulture a touchdown from Jacobs and even Derek Carr. So if you had any of that, you're probably upset about that. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, boy, was I. <laughs> and then in terms of Darren Waller, they said his – 
knee injury was an IT band, but the doctor I follow said that's extremely unlikely. So it's probably not that. (laughs) (laughs) So he's week to week, basically. That's all we know. So I don't even know what an IT band is, but what does your doctor think think it is? Um, he basically said that it can't only be an IT band. It's most likely his hypothesis was something with the, I think PCL Hmm. on the outside. So it was something with the outside of his knee. Um, but with that, like he also could have did something to the IT band. So it's something with the outside of his knee and because he like tried to return the game at least it's nothing too serious and if it was, he would be on IR if it was a very bad knee injury well there's still time for him to join the rest of my entire team on IR so <laughs> that's we'll, true we'll see um, speaking as uh, someone who's had an IT band injury mm-hmm. i would be willing to bet he ends up playing pretty soon because most of what he's just going to do probably for the rest of the week is like basically work the muscles on the side of his leg with like a roller and heat and ice until it feels better. And then, you know, play if he play, if it feels good enough, basically it's another type of pain management injury. If it's really just the it band. Yeah. But Matt's doctor who didn't examine him says it's not an it band. So (laughs) the Raiders are just, the Raiders are faking their medical diagnoses. Well, That's he said it was knee. extremely unlikely that it was just the IT band. Fair, fair. All right, what about the Cowboys? Um, Cowboys, well, it's interesting without their top two receivers. Um, but Dak still played okay. He had two touchdowns and was 400 passing yards, so he performed pretty well. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say the 25 points in my lineup were pretty, uh, pretty more than okay with that. <laughs> well, you would hope for more touchdowns. Still played, yeah, but I would say Dak played great. They didn't win, so <laughs> fair <It's>, point. Uh... <laughs> Checkmate. Matt's never wrong. And what am I? What am I doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the receivers, Cedric Wilson stepped up in the absence of CD and Amari. Uh, Gallup had a pretty good game as well, and also um, Dalton Schultz with the garbage time touchdown. If you started him, which I'm assuming you would have, without those top two receivers, he played okay. Um, but the interesting thing to note was the split from Tony Pollard and Zeke this game. It was almost like 50-50 with the touches. And with the reports about Zeke's uh, bone bruise in his knee, um, going forward, it's a little concerning, the fact that they're managing him and he's not playing as much. So you might be a little worried if you're a Zeke owner going forward. Yeah, with his injury, definitely concerning. And the Cowboys have COVID issues now as well. I think I was trying to find out who has it. Um, I know McCarthy has it, but I didn't say who else. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on unless I oh, – unless it's all staff members. Oh, yeah, it's two players. Never mind. Okay. Um, two defensive – two or one – cornerback and uh, a right tackle but I think it's the backup right tackle so never mind the COVID thing <laughs> but yeah another injury in the next I mean Swift got hurt in the Lions game then Zeke gets hurt in the Cowboys game um, 
definitely not fun, I would say. Russ, do you have anything to add? I mean, that's – no, that's pretty accurate. Not not fun, though. I would say uh, Dak had a pretty elite game for not having either of the Cowboys' top two wide receivers in the lineup throwing to Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson for over 200 yards is uh, – pretty impressive performance and I don't think anybody's going to scoff at 375 yards, two touchdowns and no interceptions, but uh, except Matt, except Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt's not a fan. Matt needs to see more from Dak, um, apparently, you know. <laughs> also, the garbage time touchdown by Dalton Schultz that uh, tied the game. Yeah, I was going to say that too. <laughs> the garbage time game time touchdown. I didn't realize that was garbage time. Yeah, we're here to shit on that. <laughs> I remember all I remember is in my group chat someone said the garbage time Dalton Schultz touchdown. Uh, well, your group chat is we don't so, come to this podcast for your group chats analysis, Matt. We come for your analysis. Um, and the but no, it was not it was not garbage time. I will say that. No, it was the game dying touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, Russ, because I was gonna let that slide. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm I'm here to catch the small stuff. <laughs> oh, I feel like I should let Russ talk about Bill's Saints. Um, but I guess I, I mean I'll talk about it. But Russ, what are you doing with your money? Because I don't think Matt knows about the bet. I don't think I, I didn't tell him. <laughs> you got to explain to our uh, listeners uh, your how how awesome you are. I I mean essentially I've just watched like every Bills game all season, I just knew, you know, I knew that they were going to win every quarter and the Saints are terrible. They had no so what, offensive what was the bet players you placed? left. What, what was the bet you uh, plus plus 1,200 odds for the Bills to win every single quarter and uh, and then the Saints to have at least one scoreless quarter. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice $1,200 payout there. Yeah, I'll say I'd say that's a big one. Think of how much, how, how quickly you can lose all that money making other bets too. Um, yeah, that, that probably covers all my losses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually awesome. Uh, I went to bed before this game finished, but I was hyped when I woke up in the morning and saw um, everything. Yeah, um, I guess I'll talk about the actual football that was played as well, but I don't know. Bill's. Josh Allen uh, played really well. Actually, no, he, he played. He played okay. He had four touchdowns. It was a decent game. A couple garbage time scores. Actually, he did have garbage time. But uh, um, surprise, <laughs> surprise, healthy scratch of Zach Moss out of nowhere again. I guess this means that he's probably going to go off for like three touchdowns next week. But um, because that's what happened in week one or in week two after he was a healthy scratch in week one. Uh, I picked up Matt Breda in my home league on like Tuesday and I completely forgot about it in dynasty because I, I saw that there was some report about, about Moss maybe being a healthy scratch again. Um, and he played okay. He got the touchdown, which was big. Um, Singletary also played okay. Neither of them actually ran the ball very well, but it doesn't really matter when Josh Allen was throwing it like that. And when you're up by, you know, like 20 points in the third quarter, you kind of stop caring about offense uh Dawson Knox <laughs> incredible efficiency again with just three catches but had two touchdowns Diggs, Diggs <laughs> had a big game um and didn't he have a third called back um maybe I didn't see it so could have <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Diggs had a good game. Uh, for the Saints, I, I don't know. I mean, they didn't have they didn't have Kamara or Ingram, so what are you gonna do, right? Um, Saints aren't very good. Let's be real. But, but they'll get know, Marquez Callaway is an elite <laughs> top forty receiver in. He's the NFL. probably top forty one. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, with with you know two catches for twenty feet four yards matched up against uh, wait Tre'Davious White got hurt early in the game. Who was he matched up? Uh, um, anyway, little Jordan Humphrey is then a top ten receiver for sure with his three catches for forty seven <laughs> yards. Well, Deontay Harris is a stud wide receiver three with one catch for nine yards. Um, yeah, elite. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, another injury with Travis White out for season. That's another big injury. It doesn't really matter fantasy-wise. Bill's defense is still probably going to be good. Um, maybe not as good, though, without a really, really great corner. Yeah, uh, you guys have anything to add for that, or can Russ take uh, Steelers-Bengals? Ooh, I get to take Steelers-Bengals? Good, a game I don't remember the stats from. Well, that's why we have our computer, so we can lie to the audience about watching the games. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. I'll cut that out at the 21 minute mark. I'll cut. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Oh, look. Big Ben whopping two interceptions. Steelers 10 points to the Bengals 41 because the Bengals only show up for, you know, half the games of the year. But when they do an elite offense, that's just 50% of the time. Um, let's see. Najee Harris, eight carries, 23 yards. Yeah, because they were down in all game long. Three catches for 14 yards. Big men should have thrown to him more than he wouldn't have had two interceptions. Uh, Deontay Johnson, typical typical nine catches for 95 yards. Chase Claypool, three for 82. Yeah, that's what, 27 yards a catch? Nice to see him finally getting the ball down the field. Other than that, I mean, nothing really notable about the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, you're still starting Najee. Yeah. I was gonna oh, say, what's up? I was going to say, you're, you're still starting Najee. You're probably flexing or starting Deontay, and you're maybe flexing Claypool. Firemuth Fire got a touchdown. You ignored that. Um, I, I did ignore the touchdown by Firemuth. That's my mistake. Uh, great, great rookie asset there. Uh, maybe maybe second most valuable player on the team. I don't know. Big Ben likes him, so he's, he's having a great second half of the season. Yeah, yeah with Ebron on IR. Yeah, yeah, that was that was unironic. He yeah, actually yeah, might yeah. be the second most valuable player on the team. Uh, he could be a tight end one for the rest of his career. All right, let's not um, get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the I don't really like the Steelers. So the fact that I have to start Ben Roethlisberger in one of my dynasty leagues is really disappointing. <laughs> the fact that I traded more disappointing. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yep, I had a fun matchup against Kyle this week, two and three in scoring in our dynasty league. And most of the reason for that is because Kyle had Joe Mixon with his mm. 28 carries for 165 yards and two touchdowns to go with what, yeah, another four catches, even though he had negative two yards. It's still like another two points for Kyle. Yeah, Joe Mixon's uh, he exploded, which really is kind of unexpected because the Steelers had a decent run defense for most of the year. Um, other than that, T. Higgins led the team in receiving six catches for 114 yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase had three catches for 39. He picked a really convenient week for that because that validates my take that he's going to fall off for the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jamar Chase. 
knew I was coming on the podcast this week. Uh, thanks <laughs> for this game, Josh. Really, really oh. great time for me to flex. You're uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much everything noteworthy about this team, too. So, yeah, the Bengals just like to run Joe Mixon. I think the first drive was like he had like seven carries or six carries on the first drive plus a catch. And it was just like, what are you, are you kidding me? You have three receivers and I own all of them in different leagues and I don't own Mixon in any league. Give it, give it to the receivers. Um, yeah. T Higgins, yeah, Mixon's... Had a, Higgins got tackled at the one. He had a good game. But he got tackled at the one on another touchdown as well, which not that it would have won me my week, but it, it might've, might've been done doing that for me if, if he had actually gotten in the end zone. Uh, <laughs> Taylor challenged it too. And it gave me, it gave me hope, but he was pretty clearly down at the one. Um, but yeah, that's all of the note that I had from this game. Um, yeah, the twenty points by Mixon at halftime of the game was really, really scary. Over a hundred yards in the first half. Nuts. Yeah, they want to be a run first team, which is annoying um, because of how good their pass catchers are. Um, it limits them. Matt, do you have anything to to add, or do you want to just move on to you doing Panthers Dolphins? Uh, the only thing that's kind of interesting is Higgins had eight targets, and then the next highest was Chase and Uzoma at three. Or I sorry, Mixon at four. So it wasn't even Chase second. So Higgins is by far the most targeted receiver, and with Russ's take of Chase falling off, like I don't know, he does worry me, and I feel a lot better about Higgins now with this game and what we've seen from Chase recently. Yeah, I don't know. Like two weeks ago, though, Higgins had like one catch for 12 yards. It wasn't, I don't know. I feel like that's a little, I don't know if, we're, if we can just say that Higgins is going to dominate the targets every week. Um, he, there, even when Chase has gone off, he's dom, I would say dominated. Like there was one week he had 16 targets. But with the worse Chase does, the, much, the better it looks for Higgins because the targets go somewhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, take uh, Panthers-Dolphins, Matt. Okay. Well, unfortunately, there was another injury in this game, and this one's a big one with CMC. Uh, but first for the Panthers, they honestly looked awful on offense. <laughs> Cam Newton had the early rushing touchdown, but besides that, it just seemed like he was throwing interceptions or incomplete passes. Um, DJ Moore had one big reception early on I believe and then after that he didn't do much and everyone else on the team didn't do much after that (laughs) especially with CMC getting hurt Um, but it will be interesting to note the split between Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah going forward it seems like Hubbard's the guy that's going to get the carries and Abdullah when they're down he'll get all the passes and especially in the two minute drill um so, yeah, honestly, just not a good game from the Panthers. And then for the Dolphins, they've actually played really well recently between, you know, the Ravens game. I don't don't, I don't think that was last week, but between their last couple of games, they've actually played really well. Uh, and so what's interesting is I think I saw something about Gaskin going off on odd weeks. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that too. Yeah. So he used to be very iffy, but I don't know. This weekend, 
week 12 was actually a little better. Um, so maybe he's not only an odd week guy, and especially with them being up, that helps. But Gaskin had a really good week. Um, Philip Lindsay, with just joining the team, had 12 carries. So they will use him a good amount. I don't think it's anything to worry about with Gaskin, but it's just surprising after he just joined the team. Um, but Jalen Waddell had an amazing game this week. Uh, Tua loves him and will constantly target him. Uh, so if you own Jalen Waddle, good for you. I hope you're starting him every week. Um, and then from everyone else, it wasn't really a great week. It was disappointing if you're a Jacecki owner. Um, and yeah. Yeah, disappointing if you're a Durham – or not disappointing if you're a Durham Smythe. No, I don't own him in any league. Um, but <laughs> I hope no one owns him. <laughs> uh, Gaskin uh, got, like uh, – obviously, has two touchdowns, but they were short touchdowns, too. Like He got in a lot of the goal line work, which was nice, because I think Ahmed had gotten some of that in the past. Um, and Lindsay didn't seem to be eating into that side of things at all. Um, yeah, I was going to say for the Panthers, I wouldn't be shocked if Chuba and Abdullah, maybe this is just wishful thinking about my future RB1, Amir Abdullah, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if Chuba and Abdullah were more of an even split than you might think. Because I was shocked that he was getting the ball at all. And he was getting the ball even when uh, Abdullah, I mean, was getting the ball even with C Mac playing. So, like, I feel like he'll get a lot of touches as well. Because, like, they even cut Royce Freeman or waved him or whatever. Um, and just started giving Abdullah the ball more as well. So I think he could be, I mean, I literally have to start him because I have actually no other options, but I think he could get more carries and more, more touches than um, just like the passing down work. I think I'll get some carries too. Um, Russ, anything to add? Uh, I just was, well, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Robbie Anderson. I mean, with C Mac out All there, right, moving on to the Giants game. <laughs> moving on to no, I wait, I wait, wait, wait. I do have one thing uh, on the Dolphins front. Um, I mean, Lindsay is a more talented back than anybody else that's besides Gaskin that's been in that backfield this year. Um, and Gaskin's the superior runner to Ahmed, but with Malcolm Gaskin getting the goal line work is mainly because Malcolm Brown's been out, you know. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he still got the carries because Lindsay, even when he was in, you know, Denver, never, never really was the bruiser. That was all Melvin Gordon or Royce Freeman. So I think, uh, Lindsay's probably the change of pace back here now. Um, Ahmed's pretty much out for anybody that still owned him, but it probably will cut into Gaskin's workload going forward. It might be a kind of even split of carries just with Gaskin giving the goal line work. Something to keep yeah. an eye on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was his first game, and he already had 12 carries. Now, yeah, they were up by 23 points or whatever. I don't know if they were up by that the whole game. They were up a lot because Cam Newton couldn't complete couldn't complete any pass at all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if they'll be running the ball 28 times a game. Although they do play the Giants next week, and then the like, Jets after that, or vice versa, I'm not sure. <laughs> and the, so. the Giants without Daniel Jones, most likely. Yeah, so... I don't know. Yeah. They they might be running the ball a lot, I guess. But I, yeah. I, the only person I'd be starting would be Gaskin. I, I can't. You can't start Lindsay yet or anything. Um, I would say. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I I would start Gaskin with some hesitation going forward. I mean, if you have better, if you have similar options that are in a more stable role, I would probably go with one of them. 
because I really do think Lindsay's going to see a pretty even split going forward. I guess we can. I'm one of my start sit questions. I know which way he'll be leaning. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, Eagles Giants. I'll take this one. This this offensive thrill ride. Um, I, I realized something, and I'm going to say the same thing I always say about Nick Sirianni. Um, I don't know why he hates me. I, I don't know what what <laughs> I did to deserve the wrath of, of Nick Sirianni. But Miles Sanders, yes, I know he got hurt during the game. That's fair. They don't run the ball when they have Sanders in the game. And then all of a sudden, Sanders goes down after averaging seven yards a carry on nine carries for 64 yards. He gets a small... Small injury, as he always does. Then they decide to run Boston Scott like 10 times in a row. Who's getting like four <laughs> yards a carry. Boston Scott has six more carries in the same amount of yards as Miles Sanders. And Scott gets the one-yard touchdown as well. I-, I cannot comprehend. It's not even just me that Sirianni hates. It's Miles Sanders. I don't know what he did to Nick Sirianni, but he does not want to give him the football. Like they get down to first and goal. I'm sure you guys probably watched like all the, all the game right before halftime, and they go three straight passes. They don't even look Sanders' way. And one of the last one was a pick. They get to the goal line again in the second half, or, or and it's Boston Scott in instead of Sanders. I think this was after his injury, to be fair, but I, I don't understand. Um, and this is yeah, I don't know. It's it's annoying to say this every week, and it it hurts me. No pun intended. Because uh, Hertz had a really <laughs> shitty week with his three picks and did have 77 rushing yards, but I don't know. I mean, Hertz, that's what you're going to get with Hertz. He's not that good. Um, so he'll have some dud weeks. That's what happened. Like when bad quarterbacks, when you rely on rushing floors for bad quarterbacks to be productive for fantasy points, you're going to have bad weeks. Um, let's see. Uh, Jalen Rager also just sucks. I mean, just atrocious. Um, I'm glad He's I drafted for him. Hands. Yeah, uh, he has. I think Bricks would be more useful, um, but then whatever <laughs> he's got there, just horrible. Um, and then Hurts just like locks in on him as well out of nowhere this game and just like targets him like crazy and it exposes the fact that that Rager has is a, is a double amputee and doesn't have actual. <laughs> there um whereas like Devonte smith is just wide open on like the second to last play of the game he doesn't doesn't even look at him or i think it was the last play of the game yeah Devonte smith on a wheel route decided nope i'm gonna go to to jalen and it was open to be fair i mean if regular caught it, it he probably scored. If, he, if he caught it he probably would have scored but yeah um <sighs> that's enough on the eagles they don't deserve, they don't deserve that much time um the giants <laughs> right, so, yeah, so that was injury Miles Sanders for the Eagles. Uh, Giants, Daniel Jones, he's hurt as well, as Matt said. Probably missing this week, right? Um, yeah. The yeah, Saquon. Yeah, Mike Glenn is starting. That's like a horror movie sentence right there. <laughs> <laughs> Saquon didn't play great. Uh, Galladay finally got like a ton of targets, including a couple end zone targets. The only problem was that Darius Slay or whoever else was there um, for the Eagles was always kind of clamping him up. I don't know. This game was just boring offensively. My, I, I good thing in my thirty-five man league, I started Chris Myrick and my my fullback premium. <laughs> um, 
because um, that was the start of the week for sure with his two catches for 11 yards and a touchdown. I mean, how, how boring can you get when Chris Myrick has one, the, has one touchdown for the Giants, their only touchdown, and then Boston Scott has the only touchdown for the Eagles? Like, oh, what a shitty game. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's, let's close that book and move on unless you guys have other things, other things to say. I do have a quick ad. Um, <clears throat> just this was the first week with the Giants having a new play caller in Freddie Kitchens. Um, okay, they look good. Out playing... there. Offense looked great. Yeah, yeah. I, I particularly loved our strategy of using our number one overall pick, Saquon Barkley, on 13 plays um, in the run game against one of the worst run defenses in the entire NFL. A great strategy. Uh, you say really that work. you liked it, but I, I feel like you didn't like as the yeah, picking up that would be correct um so freddie kitchens not much of an improvement this week over jason garrett hopefully he can do something a little more next week but i'm not optimistic why would you be you're a giants fan um yeah <laughs> <laughs> matt anything uh not really all right good we can get rid of that game um, all right, Russ, you're up, right? Titans Patriots. Titans Patriots, the game I made my grandma switch away from so we could watch the fourth quarter of the Giants game. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to say about this? Dontrell Hilliard is a fantasy stud, except really most of his rush yards came on one play. Well, over half of them at least. <clears throat> um, but 12 carries for 130 yards and a touchdown. That's that's a pretty good day. The bigger deal, I think, though, really, is Dante Foreman with the 19 carries for 109 yards. The report came out right before the game that he was going to get the bulk of the carries, and, well, he did. Um, probably his first triple-digit yardage total in, like, five years, uh, given that he was basically out of the league for the last three. So good to see, good to see the young man get a chance. He really is only 25. Might be an interesting dynasty asset for when Derrick Henry never comes back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Other than that, the Titans were kind of dull because they didn't have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. Uh, So the the run game was strong, but it really didn't amount to points on the board. Uh, On the other hand, Patriots, 36 points total. Mac Jones, 310 yards and two tuds. I mean, that's... The you know the rumors are true. Mac Jones is a perfect fit in New England. Um, Better than Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, that's you know I won't go that far, but I know some people who would. Uh, <laughs> an, another even split in the backfield between Stevenson and Harris. Uh, classic Bellatrix. It's just going to be this way the rest of the year. Sorry, folks. The days of a hundred yards for Damian Harris are. Over, um, <clears throat> it, it's just a fact. I'm just that's just a pretty bold take to make. You don't think he's gonna have another hundred yard game for the rest of the year? I do not, uh, and I'm not including that in my hot takes. You can write that down one oh, right next to uh, Jamar Chase is falling off. You best believe both of those are, are being written down. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Um, Jacoby Myers, nice five catches for 98. You like to see it. Kendrick Bourne, the actual wide receiver one, 
with five catches for 61, but two touchdowns. I don't know. Pretty interesting stuff in New England. I also probably would not start any of them unless I absolutely was out of options because you just never know. Yeah. Um, thank God we didn't have anyone like – I think I don't have Kyle on this week after he hiked up Kendrick Bourne and we clowned him and then he scores two touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> the, the Both touchdowns were nice too. The first one was a really nice catch. The second one was like a nice sideline toe-tapping as he's running down or like sideline tightrope walking, I mean – um, down the sideline. Um, the only thing I will add for the Titans is that yes, Deontay Foreman got the got 19 carries, but Hilliard actually got the start, which was odd because I saw the same report you did that Foreman would get the bulk of the carries, but then Hilliard yeah got the start. And yes, he had a 60 yard run that had uh, or like 70 yard run that had over half his yards, but he actually looked pretty good out there. Um, so did Foreman, but I don't know. Hilliard, yeah, I could see them kind of riding the hot hand, I guess, in in that game. Uh, if they weren't down by 20 points, they probably would have ran both of them as, you know, 40 times or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably true. I'm in this really deep dynasty league where I had Dontrell Hilliard because I drafted him because he was the third running back on the Browns. Um, <laughs> I just held him and held him and held him. And then I dropped him right before the season this year. Um, and now C-Max out for the year. Uh, and has barely played at all again two years in a row and I'm really wishing I had Dontrell Hilliard so I I agree with you I've been watching the performances and even without the 70 yard run his yards per carry is pretty good but I mean Dante Foreman really did follow through on that bulk of the carries thing so I'd probably be concerned especially with McNichols out um, because when he comes back Hilliard's the one who's going to lose touches probably not Foreman yeah, and Foreman's bigger, so goal line work will probably be seated to, to him, I would say. Yeah. Um, fortunately, the dynasty trade deadline is passed in our league, so I can't pawn Foreman off to the Derrick Henry owner who probably needs him right now. <laughs> uh, the Derrick Henry owner who is debating between jumping off a building or Harikari at the moment. Uh, on. <laughs> it's really, really a toss-up between the, the two of those. Um, I would really think if the Derrick Henry owner also like owned DeAndre Hopkins or something. Or like Darren Waller. Or, yeah. or, or Darren Waller. Yeah, or had Kareem Hunt out for the last, you know, five weeks or, or yeah. something. I don't know. I can't think of... I mean, there's surely no ones like that, though. That would be... That uh, would be just a really weird roster, honestly. Who would, yeah. who would have top players at every position? Or lose, like... I always get hurt. <laughs> lose other, other flex options, like James White, who was actually having a pretty solid start to the season, or Robert Tanyan, who wasn't, but I could have flexed him with some confidence instead of Jalen Rager, who will probably have to start this week. I mean, the, sorry, not yeah. I, the fictional owner. Um, yeah, the fictional owner. I mean, it's a really a pity the p- fictional owner picked uh, Jalen Rager in a rookie draft. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was great. What a great time for the fictional owner. Good thing no chump like that exists. All right, uh Matt, you're uh, uh, Matt, do you have anything to add before you go Falcons Jags? <laughs> you get Falcons Jags loser. <laughs> <laughs> no. But at least I didn't get Giants Eagles. I think that might have been a worse game. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, it was. Um <laughs> All right, um, take yeah. Yeah. 
So probably one of the games no one was looking forward to this week. Um, <laughs> for the Falcons, Patterson returned and went off. Uh, I hope – well, I didn't believe in him when he first went off, and I'm definitely paying for it. So whoever did, <laughs> come for you. He's actually doing really well. He's the RB1 right now by far. Uh, Mike Davis had five touches or five carries to Cordero Pattis to 16. So he definitely completely took over the backfield. Uh, for the receivers, Russell Gage actually had a really good week, uh, six for 62 and a touchdown. Um, it's weird because a couple weeks ago he had nothing, like no catches. So it fluctuates between the receivers and Pitts had a bad week, two for 26. So Basically, it's hard to trust a lot of these receivers. Sometimes they'll go off. Sometimes they won't. It's basically like a shot in the dark. And it was against the Jaguars, which is a really bad team. So you would think Pitts would go, would actually do well this week. Um, but you don't really care about anyone else on their team. I hope you're not starting anyone else. <laughs> For the Jaguars, um, not great. I feel like each week it's – just how much they can come back and score when they're down by a lot. Although this game, they weren't down by a ton, but Lawrence didn't really look great. He continues to do enough to provide someone with some fantasy relevance. Uh, This week, it actually got spread out between Laquan Treadwell, Marvin Jones, and LaVisca Chenault. So no one really had a great week, but honestly, it's, hard to trust any of those guys with confidence each week and like yes they did score nine points in PPR but I feel like you're looking for more than that unless you're in a very deep league Um, and James Robinson had a pretty good week he didn't have a touchdown that's the main disappointment I need a fumble Uh, but yardage wise he had over 100 and then I guess the bigger news is Dan Arnold got hurt and he did go on IR. So, unfortunately for Josh, who was talking him up, he's no longer yeah. a good pick. Yeah. You know, he was having a good year. That was my only point. I was going to talk about that anyways because um, James Oshai Hennessy was back. Um, and so that was going to eat into his targets anyways. But, yeah, the now Arnold's hurt. I think the, the biggest takeaway from this game and, and the Arnold injury is just that Andrew D'Onofrio is a genius and can just trade anyone away um, and it'll just come out come out great for him. So, and just an outstanding yeah. move for Andrew to trade so away. Maybe we, need, maybe we need him on the podcast telling us I what think we do. do. I think we actually do. Uh, just him. I'll even, we'll just not talk and we'll just, just listen to Andrew. Whatever decisions he makes will be what we do because apparently <laughs> I get to first place in two leagues. Um and the other thing, this is the first week for the Jags without stud playmaker, um, Hall of Fame candidate, Jamal Agnew. Um, this the first week for their offense because he went down after the season two weeks ago. So um, tough to, for them to produce without having a, a player of that caliber, I would say. Russ, anything you want to toss in about this game that was really thrilling and exciting? Uh Cordero Patterson is having the season of his life. Um, this is this is it. This is the one and only good season of his career. Um, and I am 
pleased to report that I get to enjoy that for the fantasy end of the season and playoffs. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go uh, Bucks Colts. I get oh, I get a fun one. Ha, huh, losers. Um, so for the Bucks, let's see. You're always obviously going to start Brady, but he didn't have a, a good week this week. He was okay, but not great. Um, Leonard Fournette had a just massive week. Three touchdowns on the ground, one through the air, plus seven catches. Um, if you're in the to PPR stuff, that doesn't really make much sense to have all that points just for having seven catches, but there you go. Um, Gronk finally had a good game after returning. I think he returned, what, like three weeks ago from injury or two weeks ago? I don't know. But he seven catches, a buck 23. Um, I don't know. Brady didn't pass the ball, didn't have a lot, any touchdown, only had the one touchdown pass, excuse me, to Fournette. Um, which I wouldn't expect to happen that often. So, but Godwin Evans, um, Godwin and Evans both had bad weeks because of lack of touchdowns uh, and lack of actually passing yards too, because they were just getting so much on the ground with Fournette uh, and Ronald Jones getting 37 rushing yards too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're still starting like all of them. So no big, no big news there, except AB maybe will be back at some point. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he won't be, but every week it's like, oh, he's day to day, and then on Friday he's out. So um, we'll see about that. Colts wise, uh, Wentz played pretty solid actually, except for the two picks. He had he had three hundred yards and, and three touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, even against the Bucks defense um, in Bucks run game, still got a touchdown at least, but didn't have a, a quieter game than he's been accustomed to the last few weeks. Only 83 yards and touchdown plus four catches for 14 yards. Um, yeah, Jack Doyle had a good game, but I wouldn't really think that. I think it's kind of a flash in the pan. Pittman had a bad game, but I'd expect him to recover. Um, oh, and then of course the legend um, Mo Ali Cox continues to produce <laughs> one catch for eight yards, just living it up. Um, had a great, had a, just a fantastic game. He's the tight end to own in Indianapolis, I would say. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I kind of rushed through that, but anything to add from anyone? I just wondered if anybody thinks that Gronk actually just took a couple of weeks off to film a couple more commercials for USAA by any chance, because uh, <laughs> I'm really, I'm seven catches for 123 yards in his first week back. Are we sure he was hurt? I think he was acting. I'm hoping he was acting because I like those commercials, but I'm getting sick of just seeing the same, the same ones all the time. I mean, I, yeah. I know he's not a member. I'm aware that he's, he's not a part of USAA. <laughs> and I know now that USAA is for, for service members or, or families of service members. Um, as much as that one guy, you know, likes Gronk, he asks him every time, you know, did you serve or did your parents serve? And Gronk always says no. Like, it's, it's getting stale to me. Um, yeah. And I know that Gronk's member number is 87 as well for the other commercial. <laughs> if he could just liven it up a lot, <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. Yeah, maybe he should come up in his uh, white tiger costume from the Mass Singer and uh, mm. see if that does anything for USAA. I, I think that would be would be great. I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. I don't really have anything else to add other than I wish I still had Leonard Fournette, but also I'm happy with Antonio Gibson. So whatever. 
Uh, uh, I'm just no. happy with Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even want him in the offseason, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm happy with uh, I, none of those players because I don't own like any of them. So get fucked, me. All right, Russ, take <laughs> you get Jets Texans. Imagine watching that game. No one watched that game. We could probably even skip it if we wanted to. But. Oh, Jets Texans. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it my two cents. Zach Wilson is bad at football, but they won anyways because the Texans are worse. Um, nobody good played. Tevin Coleman, it's a temporary fact that he's a starter because Carter's out. Uh, oh, look, the Elijah Moore breakout continues with four catches for 46 yards. Look Wait, you do. don't believe in the Elijah Moore? I mean, that was, he's been oh, looking. no, I believe in Elijah Moore. I just don't believe that his breakout can actually continue while Zach Wilson is healthy. Um, so wow. that's all. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor for the Houston Texans. Two passing touchdowns. Gets them to their 14 points for the day. Really, really great. Uh, the Texans must be so glad they've let every other running back on the roster go because David Johnson got them a whopping 39 yards on 10 carries. Uh, well, the, the Jets so, run, the Jets defense is, is very stout. You know, the Jets are known for yeah. holding opponents to very few points. Yes, I, I've actually heard that Derrick Henry didn't rush for 200 yards against the Jets. That's a legend. Uh, that was an alternate reality. Um, <laughs> Brandon Cooks, three catches for 45 yards against the Stout Jets defense. Uh, at least he got the touchdown. Probably, probably saved his fantasy week for anybody who started him against the Jets, thinking that Tyrod Taylor would finally throw him the ball again. Uh, that was me, uh, and it did. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> nothing, nothing of note about this game at all. Uh, yeah, I agree. I else? have nothing to add. No, yeah, Matt. <laughs> no, I agree. All right, then, uh, take take Chargers Broncos for us. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit game, right, guy? Yeah, I mean, oh my god, Jets Texas. <laughs> We each had a bad one, so it works out. <laughs> um, so yeah, Chargers for them. It's weird because Herbert some weeks looks amazing, and then others like I didn't. I don't watch a ton of him, but I look at the box score and their points, and they just don't put a lot of points. So I'm confused on why he's not doing well, but. I don't know. He had two interceptions. They also lost the Broncos, which is sad. Um, <laughs> but he continues to support Austin Eckler. Eckler's having a great season, um, especially as a receiver. He had six for 68 and a touchdown this week. Um, and like normal, Keenan Allen did well. Uh, seven for 85, which is pretty good for your top receiver. Like You might want more from Allen, especially if they're down, but 7 for 85 is still really good. Mike Williams just had a big downfall. He did do well a week or two ago. Um, he had like 5 for 80-something, a touchdown. Uh, but I don't think you can trust him consistently. I do want to talk about Jared Cook's touchdown because that was very impressive. I think it was over three defenders, or he had three defenders near him, but a very impressive back of the end zone catch. 
I'll have to go watch that because I, I didn't see this game. <laughs> I saw the highlight of it, and it was impressive. Um, and who is Trey McKitty? Sorry, I'm looking at the box score. McKitty. <laughs> Trey McKitty? Really? Uh, well, who's their third-round pick? Wow, okay. Never mind. Why am I disrespecting this man? Uh, I'm sorry, Matt. Continue. <laughs> um, then to the Broncos. So there's another injury in this with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, although he did end up returning, so I, he looks like he's going to be okay, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for this offense. Um, but like we always say, at least for the running backs, they keep on splitting uh, touches. You don't know what you're going to get from each one. Javante Williams did have a touchdown, and he, uh, he led the team in receiving yards, so that's nice. Um, but Gordon – did get more carries and had more rushing yards. So he's going to keep eating into Javante Williams and same with Javante Williams eating to Gordon's carries. Uh, in terms of the receivers, no one really looked great. Uh, they just didn't have great games. <laughs> um, it's honestly kind of worrisome. And especially like with Bridgewater being there, I don't know. He doesn't support a ton of receivers, so it's either one person does really well or no one does. And this week they were up, so they weren't going to throw a ton anyways. Yeah, I mean, they threw for, um, what is this, like 150 total yards? That's just yeah. horrible. Like Jared Goff numbers. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Mel- Melvin Gordon like got hurt on like the second play from scrimmage, and I was this is it. This is the Javante time. Actually, like, he- I remember. He is going to break out. Like, this is it, guys. Everyone buckle up. And then, like, the next drive, Melvin Gordon was back out there. So, um, I guess that just that didn't last very long. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a just gross game. I have nothing else to say about this, this one either. Russ? I got a couple, couple, couple things. Uh, one, Justin Herbert. Um, when the Chargers put up points – Herbert's the reason they put up points. When they don't put up points, he's the reason for that, too. I mean, two interceptions, it's pretty typical. If he's throwing interceptions, they're not scoring. If he isn't throwing them, they are. Uh, And as far as the Chargers' defense goes, I mean, it's great against the pass. It's terrible against the run. So not really a surprise that a team that wears orange jerseys and has two good running backs was able to run all over them. only surprised that the numbers are the lower level and nobody had over 100, honestly. It's uh, just not a surprise they didn't really throw the ball, though. I, I Nobody's really thrown well on the Chargers this year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll move on to Vikings-Niners then. Um, this was a good game. Um, except for the fact that there's yet another injury to another top running back, Dalvin Cook. Technically day-to-day, I think. Um, he has a dislocated shoulder, according to one source. Another source said it was a torn labrum, and then the other source said, no, it's not a torn labrum. And then I read something that said he's already playing with a torn labrum in one shoulder, so I was like, well, maybe he'll balance out then, and he'll be able to play through it but <laughs> with the other torn labrum. Um so basically, I have no idea what to do with Delvin Cook, I would say, because he's he, – he, I, I don't – like, I would guess as of now, he's probably not going to play. 
he got carted off with a shoulder injury because he like, walked to the cart. Like I, I don't, it was very confusing to read about all of this stuff. Um, but it doesn't sound like he's going to play this week. If it's just a dislocated shoulder, um, random doctor Reddit MD told me that that's a pain management issue. So he maybe could just play with if it was dislocated shoulder because you kind of just pop it back in and get back out there. Um, so I guess we'll kind of wait for more news on that uh, as it unfolds. Um, well, one thing to note is they did actually work out carry on Johnson today. No, that's not happy for me as a Dalvin owner. So maybe that means he won't play this week. Yeah, I, like I said, I would bet he doesn't play this week. Uh, but yeah, Justin Jefferson, obviously starting him, didn't score, didn't have a massive week, but I mean, what else are you going to do? Uh, Thielen had two touchdowns, including one short one, which was just even more fun to see another short passing touchdown from the Vikings. Really makes me happy to see those. Uh, although soon I won't care because I won't have to play Dalvin anymore because he'll be probably put on IR. Uh, they'll probably say he's like day-to-day all week and then put him on IR exactly like they did for Miles Sanders. So yay for that. Um, for the Niners, another injury. Debo got hurt, but it's a quick injury. He'll probably be back um, after missing just a game or two, according to everything I've seen. Um, Jimmy G continues to not be a good quarterback, but the Niners unfortunately did win, so they're going to continue to play him. Eli Mitchell is just a monster. 27 carries. Um, way to go, you, Eli. Um, uh, and then there's like some receivers, I guess, I could talk about besides Devo, but uh, I don't really want to talk about anyone who's Name begins with an AI. Um, Brandon Ayuk, third leading receiver, 91 yards. Yeah. Um, only three catches. So he's actually been serviceable ever since I famously just shot on Matt for saying he'd be good. But I, I maintain that Matt was only saying that out of blind hope because he owns Ayuk. Um, let's see. Kittle had a shitty game. That wasn't fun. Um, yeah. That's. Let's see. It's about it, I think. What do you guys got? I'll let um, the Ayuk owner take it if he wants. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, well, last year, the Ayuk breakout happened when Debo was hurt. That was when he really went off, and that's what I'm hoping for for the next two games, one or two games. They play Seattle next, like this upcoming week, so it's a good matchup. It's if he's ever going to go off, it would be this week. That's what I'll say. So, my eggs are in the basket, and he's starting for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you know, Matt, if if you're nothing if not consistent, and then I respect you for that. Um, And therefore, since I respect you for that, I have to just continue to shit on Matt on on Brandon Ayuk. I mean, um, and I can't (laughs) just for the sake of consistency. Otherwise, I would be a hypocrite if I suddenly switched to endorsing Ayuk. So. Um, and we were kind of setting our ways here. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game just disappointed me because I'm a Kittle owner. And... Yeah, you and me both because I own Kittle and Cook. So that was a real fun, real fun, really fun Sunday. Can't can't have a you having thirty yards per catch and expect Kittle to get any targets though. I guess so. Uh, I am also on the anti Brandon Ayuk train, but it's more of a personal gain only situation (laughs) (laughs) all right um russ let's take uh how about you take rams packers great 
game with a lot of scoring. All right. We got the Rams had 28, Packers 36. So uh, Matthew Stafford's question mark download spiral maybe continues. Uh, I really, I don't know. They're talking about him being hurt, but he's never on any injury report, so I'm not convinced. Uh, Daryl Henderson dominating the touches as usual, 16 for 55 yards but also four catches for 18 and a touchdown. Uh, honestly, he's not the second coming of Todd Gurley, but he'll do. I, I'm i just praying that Cam Akers doesn't come back for the fantasy playoffs, honestly, because if, if he shows up and ruins my Daryl Henderson stuff, I'm going to be pretty upset. I know he's got a thigh bruise, but I he'll probably be healthy for the playoffs. So. I thought, I thought it was Henderson. for the real-life playoffs, not for the fantasy playoffs. Oh, no, I'm talking. Oh, yeah. Acres. Acres will probably be there for the real life playoffs. Yeah. It shouldn't affect you for your fantasy playoffs this year, I would say. Yeah. I'm just praying it doesn't. Uh, Cooper Cup, seven catches, 96 yards. Nice. Not the 30 point week all his owners were hoping for, but good enough. Um, Van Jefferson's three for 93 uh, was really painful because I was hoping it would be like three for 12 uh, since Kyle had him. But you know, it just made made the day more suspenseful. Um, Odell slid right in, five catches for 81 yards and a touchdown, including a really nice deep target there by Stafford for the touchdown play. It was what I think 50 of his 80 yards were on that one. Um, he's got a hip pointer now, so probably won't be valuable the rest of the season or really maybe the rest of his career. But in the meantime, uh, hopefully he keeps eating up those Robert Woods targets. Uh, that's the that's the Rams situation in a nutshell. And then with the Packers, uh, Aaron Tovid Rogers, 307 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns. Uh, good, to, good to see that his toes really impacting his play there. Uh, I'm glad he sat out practice all week. I'm sure all of his teammates are too. Uh, Devonta Adams, eight catches for 104 yards. Yep, that's what you expect. Uh, Valdez Scantling had four catches for 50. This man really seems to get the deep targets. Uh, so good to see him back on the field after he missed literally half the season. I'm sure the owner of him is pretty happy until Rodgers leaves this offseason. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' best friend, Randall Cobb, four catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. It's because he's Aaron Rodgers' best friend, Randall Cobb. Um, Then uh, Aaron Jones' owners are really sweating right now, but I don't think they need to worry too much about this one. Yeah, he got out-touched by Dylan, but, I mean, it was a close game. They were running the ball to stay ahead. So, I mean, I would would go with my young, healthy bruiser of a running back instead of my extremely talented, speedy guy in that situation too, especially with the bye week coming up. I know, I know Aaron Jones wanted to be on the field, but 10 carries for 23 is probably realistically an acceptable outcome this week. And he probably comes out of the bye as the RB one on the Packers again. Um, AJ Dillon though, 20 for 69. And then another five catches for 21 and a touchdown, just continuing this excellent play showing that he's, at least as valuable as Josh Jacobs probably for the rest of their careers. 
which is a surprise to I think a lot of people. Um, anybody nah. got anything to add? <laughs> no, nothing to add. Um, nothing, nothing at all. Thanks for that last bit, though. <laughs> glad you threw the last bit in there. That was real nice. <laughs> got you covered, buddy. I, I know you need the reminders. Matt, anything? Uh, not really. All right, then uh, let's get down the home stretch here with the uh, Browns Ravens, the Sunday night game. Yeah, this one was honestly a little disappointing. I was expecting a higher scoring game. Um, for the Browns, their rushing game was really bad, which was surprising because that's their focal point most games. Um, and the Ravens at times have been bad against the run, but this game they weren't. Browns, Hunt and Chubb combined ran for 36 rushing yards, which is very bad. Um especially like in a close game like this, you don't really expect that. Um, but Jarvis Landry without Odell is doing well, um, kind of like you expect him to. He had six for 111. Um, although I, he did have a fumble when he was trying to throw the ball. <laughs> so that, that's the only disappointing part. Um, <laughs> and besides that, the tight ends are heavily involved, but no other receiver is used a lot. So – Receiving options, you're only really starting Jarvis Landry. But overall, like, not a ton of offense from the Browns. Um, for the Ravens, uh, Lamar, yikes. It was a bad – it was a Jekyll and Hyde game for him. He had some great plays. The Mark Andrews catch didn't count, apparently. They didn't even want to call it a catch even though there's a flag, but, um, and then the touch, his touchdown pass was nice to Andrews as well, but four interceptions and some of them were honestly really bad. So Lamar still RB one for them. Um, honestly, I don't know if he should be throwing the ball at all. (laughs) He just doesn't look great throwing the ball at times. Um, but he did lead lead the team in rushing. Uh, Devontae Freeman had, no, an okay game. He did lead the backfield. He doubled Davis Murray's touches or uh, carries. So that is something you like to see if you own Devontae Freeman and is inspiring for Devontae Freeman owners. Uh, Andrews had a good game. It would have been bigger if they counted that big, uh, like, 50-yard catch. Um, Hollywood had an okay game. Like, he did have eight catches, so you like to see the targets there um, for 51. And then – Besides that, Bateman was just okay, and no one else in the offense really did great. Yeah, um, I have nothing really to add other than the fact that Kareem Hunt Sr. is now talking about Baker Mayfield. So the, the, only, <laughs> question, the only question is which, which Browns offensive player's dad will start talking shit about Baker Mayfield next. <laughs> and when will Kareem Hunt get cut? Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When will they ban Kareem Hunt from the practice facility? <laughs> Although, to be fair to Kareem Hunt Sr., his take was a little more reasonable. It was you know, like, hey, Baker is clearly hurt, and that's why he's playing like just absolute dog water. So <laughs> let's let's maybe talk about that. Um, but yeah, no, I have, I have nothing to add. Um, Russ, anything? I mean,. This one, honestly, one of the most boring ones to watch. Just most of the way. It was really not not a, not a fun one. Pretty much it was 
three and out, three and out, three and out for 90% of the game, it felt like. But, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood Brown, I think he, I think all the, oh, watch out for Bateman people are clearly overblown. He just – he killed Sammy Watkins, not Hollywood Brown. Um, Hollywood's the number one receiver in the offense. And I, it was cool to see the adjustment. You know, the Browns have a really good pass defense overall, but they just switched things up instead of targeting Hollywood, you know, 10 yards down the field. They targeted him five yards down the field just to try to get small gains, see if they could maybe get one first down. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I don't know. I I think that pretty much cements his status. If they're willing to switch up the game plan completely with him, he's not a boomer bust deep threat. He's just their guy. I'm, I'm happy with the performance for sure. Well said. All right, let's. I get to take the really fun Seahawks Washington football team game. Um, <laughs> I mean, let me set the scene for Josh's fantasy lineup going into this into the Sunday night game, uh, the, into the Browns Ravens game, um, where I had, according to ESPN, I believe a ninety six percent chance to win, up by twenty five points with my opponent having only two players remaining between those two games. Uh, and this is in standard as well, so no bullshit PPR. Oh, I had a zero-yard catch, give me a point type work. <laughs> For some reason, and now I, honestly, I knew that I wasn't going to win. But now, I knew that as soon as Dalvin got hurt and Miles Sanders got hurt and Kittle had one point. Um, even though I had just a great performance from Dak to open the week, I was feeling great. It was a great Thanksgiving, or sorry, a mediocre performance from Dak uh, to open the week, right, Matt? Um, with yes. his only almost 400 yards <laughs> and, and two touchdowns. Um, so mediocre performance from Dak, plus having Cooper Cup, you know, do okay, but capitalizing on Van Jefferson, I was like, sweet, like, this is great. Um, up by 25, doing well, all that stuff. Um, ESPN told me 96% chance to win. That's that's pretty much guaranteed. Then uh, Justin Tucker puts up 13, and I'm a little worried. Um, but it's non-PPR. We're going into the night game. Uh, so I'm up – or into the, into the Monday night game. I'm up 12. ESPN tells me I have still like a 90-some-odd percent chance to win, even though I'm only up 12, and he has one player left. And I'm like, okay, 12, that's not – that's not like that's not unreasonable to get. Um, then halfway through, halfway through the first quarter, ESPN says, "No, no, Josh, Josh, what are you talking about? You have a ninety nine percent chance to win now. We we know you're gonna win. It's it's a <laughs> win. Like you've got this in the bag." <laughs> and then and then JD McKissick scores his first touchdown of the game, <laughs> and it's like you know, okay, maybe you're sweating a little, but hey, you know. It's not like he's going to get two touchdowns. J.D. McKissick, two touchdowns? There's no way. No way he'd have his best game of the year on Monday Night Football. Um, there's just no – that's not going to happen. And then he gets the second touchdown. And and that is when ESPN's like, oh, you know, maybe it's not a 99% chance for winning for you, Josh. Maybe you've already lost now. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's over. So just want to give a big shout-out to um, – to J.D. McKissick, J.D. McKissick for just being a baller, former Seahawk. Uh, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Um, Podcast getting canceled, confirmed. J.D. McKissick got hurt later in the game. 
Um, <laughs> did not actually stick around to watch that. Uh, oh, it was actually a bad one, too. He's all good, though. It's all good. So, wish him the best of, wish him, wish him the best of health. But, uh, yeah, two touchdowns. That, that kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, what do I say about this? Seahawks. Um, I don't know. Russell Wilson kind of blows, so that's not fun as a Seahawks fan or a Wilson owner. Um, I'm honestly like worried about starting Metcalf or Lockett. Uh, They used to be like easy, surefire starts, but I feel like definitely questions about that. Um, with, uh, with the way Russ has been playing. Especially because Washington's defense has been like bad too. We should have taken advantage of that, and we didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of went off about McKissick, but nothing else. There actually, that's because there's not a lot left to talk about for Washington. McLaurin, you're gonna start him still, and Gibson, Gibson? You're start him. You're gonna start him still unless he got hurt. Twenty nine carries. No, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's anything, anything new. Um, Seattle sucks. Mm. Start players against him. <laughs> JD McKissick uh, sucks, and I don't like him. <sighs> Can you imagine two touchdowns? Two touchdowns, you guys. He hasn't had that in like probably his entire career. Uh, I have no idea. If that's, <laughs> that's that's a sound I just made up. <laughs> I know he hadn't this whole season. I know he scored only twelve in standard, like twice this whole season. And I know that this was his best game of the season. So. Oh, that was frustrating. Anything to add? I, I mean, you prompted yeah. me for, for Gibson there, Matt. Russ, what do you got? Uh, I have Gibson takes, but if Matt wants to go first, by all means. You go. I'll just add anything. If There's only one thing I want to mention, <clears throat> but I feel like you'll cover it. Uh, Antonio Gibson's going to be probably top 12, maybe top six running back rest of the way. I mean, his volume's going to be insane. Basically, all year, the problem for Gibson has been his shin, which seemed to have healed up over the bye week, and the fact that he was splitting the snaps almost like 50-50 with J.D. McKissick. Uh, they'd get behind, and McKissick would be in on passing downs. Well, Gibson was in in crunch time. He has seven catches this week for 35 yards to go with his 29 carries for 111. I mean, listen, the Seahawks' run defense is bad, and – that's why the 29 carries for 111 happened. But Gibson's probably going to have to play 75% of the snaps. He's going to see probably 25-plus touches a week. Uh, I He just vaulted into the top tier status for me, I think. Yeah, you covered what I was going to say. I just wanted to highlight the seven catches. And that's yeah. kind of the main thing that was I felt was holding him back was that passing down work and with McKissick potentially out for a little while, that's going to really vault him up and the fact that he's healthy again. Yeah. I mean, I guess – oh, and here's another thing. I'm not really worried about Russell Wilson passing to Lockett and DK Metcalf. I mean, the defense seemed to scheme Metcalf out of the game more than anything else. Um, And the Seahawks – the Seahawks game planning is bad, but I feel like the problem isn't really Russell Wilson as much as it is Pete Carroll. So – uh, somebody's going to have to go and Seahawks fans are going to be sad, but I think the correct answer is the Seahawks coaching staff and not the Seahawks players. Yeah. Um, it's not just Carol. Shane Waldron can't do anything as the OC. Yeah. Except, except get Tyler Lockett the ball for 90 yards a game. That's he can do that. 
I'm pretty happy. Um, he doesn't even need more than three catches to do it. This is like the second week in a row of three of four for 96. Yeah, after many, many two catches for like 12 yards and two catches for 20. Yeah. Two catches for 35. Yeah. Four catches yeah, for but nothing. yards. Four catches for 31 yards. Yeah. 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 Josh, nothing counts when Geno Smith is the quarterback. You know this. Gino wasn't the QB for all those games. Let me tell you that. Yeah, nothing counts when Russell Wilson breaks his finger either. It was before the injury too, but yeah, keep keep trying, keep 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 going. Uh, that was literally one week. At that <laughs> point, You're, that's just not true. It's just four for thirty-one against the Vikings, four for twenty-four against the Niners. Um, yeah, and then two with Gino that were bad, so Waldron couldn't scheme him open in those games. Yeah, get get out of here, get get out of here. Um, oh yeah, it, it, my bad. It wasn't one week; it was two weeks before Russell Wilson got hurt. Yeah, well, that's true. That's, you said that. that's right. <laughs> my my bad. Not one. It would. It was two. <laughs> bad misspeak there. Plus plus two. two games with plus now two more games with Russell Wilson. Yes, he was. He's still had the injury, but he's yeah. It's like you're like not worried at all when he's had like multiple bad games. Still, I don't understand what you're saying with that. I mean, he had what. 115 yards last week and 96 this week. And the week before that was Russell Wilson's first game back from injury. I, I don't, there's nothing to worry about there then. Okay. Um, well, that wraps up uh, hard. I'm going to hard disagree. Just want it on record, but uh, especially with no, no worries with him or Metcalf uh, is what you said. I think, but that, that is what I said. Yeah. Not worried. I mean, yeah. I'm speaking from a dynasty perspective mainly, but even rest is. Oh, similar. now you're qualifying. Yeah. Okay. 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 Qualifying the dynasty does change it. Honestly, from a dynasty perspective, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about either of them. But well, I mean, I'm using Tyler Lockett in the dynasty playoffs. So, all right, we're gonna move on uh, to the, <laughs> to the last part, um, or to the second last part. Start sit stuff. Um, I will recap. From two weeks ago, when we had Kyle on, um, just to skip over all of the uh, actual the individual questions we had, was I went uh, five and five, Matt went seven and three, and Kyle went uh, six and four. So well done, Matt, uh, and well done, Kyle, and also well done me because five hundred, you know, I'll take it. Um, for bold predictions, I was way off with saying Deontay Foreman would have. Uh, 125 yards and a touchdown. He didn't get anywhere close to that two weeks ago. He did get kind of close this week. He had 112 total yards, but no touchdown. Um, but yeah, no points there. Uh, Matt was right on his bold prediction with Cam Newton having 23 plus points and being a top seven quarterback. Um, luckily, that was prediction was made for the two weeks ago game because wouldn't have been anywhere close this week. <laughs> yeah, so well done. Well done, Matt. Uh, your first correct bold prediction of the year, I believe, unless I'm mistaken. No, no you're right. Um, which means it probably wasn't that bold because it was right. Um, and, the, and then Kyle's bold prediction of Quez Watkins having 15-plus points in PPR was just not even close at all. Um, <laughs> and that's what we all – you know, we have our differences about Metcalf and Lockett, but what all brings us together is Kyle being wrong. That's really what we – we all. <laughs> no one, no one wants to see him be right. So uh, we can all put aside our differences and, and be happy when Kyle is, is is wrong over and over again. Um, Amen to that. All right. So with that, that'll lead us into our week thirteen. Um, 
predictions. I understand that, uh, Matt, you have something ready to, to start with. Yeah, so for bold predictions this week, I do have two. One of them um, kind of already know about. Oh, yeah, um, I, I, my mistake. I meant just regular predictions, not an uh, yet. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so this week uh, at quarterback, the Saints, it isn't official, but it sounds like Taysom will be the QB. So this week I have Taysom versus Dallas or Kirk Cousins versus I don't know who the Vikings play. The Lions. The Lions. So who would you rather have this week? Uh, Russ, why don't you start? Because I want to think about this. Mm, no, by all means, Josh. I insist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna, it's, it's interesting because I was going to ask one about uh, Kirk Cousins as well, considering I, I might have to start him. Um, I, I'm going to say that Taysom Hill oof, will score more than Kirk Cousins. Uh, that might be a crazy take um, because in terms of who's a better quarterback, there's no, there's no doubt um, that it's obviously Taysom, uh, that it's, that it's Kirk, but just with the rushing floor that Taysom Hill offers and the fact that literally every time I watch him play when he's in for the saints, he, I don't think I've ever seen him hand the ball off to Kamara and certainly not on the goal line. So I think he'll get like a rushing touchdown or two, and that'll put his his performance up higher than Kirk's. All right, Russ, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with. Um, hello, Russ, you there? Matt, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Well, now I know what it feels like. Yeah. At first I thought I lost both of you. Um, I'm not sure if Russ will be back shortly or if he's – am I going to have to edit another one of these? Why do you guys always have technical difficulty? I always <laughs> have to – I turned off my oh, phone screen. He's back. He's back. Um, we, weren't talk- we weren't talking any shit about you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so you were going to – honestly, I'm on the edge of my seat because you're like, I'm going to have to go with yeah. – and then you cut out. So I have no idea who, who you chose. Um, oh, that's amazing. I should, like, do that with every single one. Yeah, uh, you, sh- you should. You should do that. No, I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go with Kirk, not Taysom Hill. All right. What was your What was your reasoning? Uh, Taysom Hill is fake, and Kirk is real. That's basically it. I traded for Taysom Hill in the same league I traded for Ben Roethlisberger because all of the deals I make in that league go bad. Mm. Um, so there's a zero out of zero chance that. Taysom does anything better than Kirk. All right, Matt. Uh, what do you think? Um, I'm going to have to lean Kirk on this. It is close, but I just feel like Kirk is the better weapons, a better matchup. Um, he might not be throwing as much, but I don't trust the Saints wide receivers. Yeah, but Taysom has a, a top 40, a stud wide receiver two plus uh, an, oh no, an elite, no, wait, stud wide receiver two and elite wide receiver three, or is it Elite wide receiver two and stud wide receiver three. Uh, top 40 receiver Marquez Callaway. Is yeah. Who you're referring to, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and stud or elite 
uh, wide receiver three, Deontay Harris. I forget which one exactly. Well, and you can't forget about breakout star, Lil, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil Jordan. <laughs> Lil Jordan, breakout star. Or, or Ty Montgomery. He's basically Cordero Patterson if Cordero Patterson shrunk. Um, <laughs> Ty Montgomery did the inverse of Cordero. Cordero went from wide receiver to running back, and Montgomery went from uh, – oh, no, he did the same. Never mind. Psych. He did the, they're the exact same. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just he just he's just if Cordero shrunk and was less good at football. Yeah, um, significantly less yeah. football. So yeah, Saints and their offensive weapons. All right, Russ. What uh, what question? What start sit slash just who will score more? Question? Do you have? Oh oh, let me see if I can come up with a good one. Yeah, who will who will score more? Um, Matt Breda. Or Brandon Cooks. So Breda versus the Patriots and Cooks versus the Colts. Um, ordinarily, I'd say like the Patriots defense is good, so I'd be kind of hesitant. And I have no idea what's happening with Zach Moss. But the Patriots defense did like just get ran all over by Dontrell Hilliard and Dante Foreman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have that, that complicates things a bit. Um, I don't know what Zach Moss's status is going to be like. I'm going to say Brandon Cooks because he's more of a known quantity than Breda. Um, but yeah, I, I think like Brandon Cooks has been productive like every almost a, a lot more than Breda has been. Um, not, 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 I don't think that's a hot take. So give me Cooks over Breda. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, I don't know, I'm not fully convinced on Breda. Like, I, he will probably split the work. I think Zach Moss will probably be inactive again. Um, but I'm just not fully convinced on him. And there's always the chance of him not getting a touchdown. Whereas for Brandon Cooks, he's consistently getting targets. He's the number one on the offense. And they should be down. So even in tough matches for him, he seems like he does well. So I'll probably go with Cooks. All right, Russ, what do you think? Uh, see, this is a really, really tough one. Um, trying to figure out who – it's basically your who do you flex question. And honestly, I I really think that the big deal for the Bills is that they they do like to run the ball. They just are kind of bad at it. And um, Singletary does not instill any confidence. So I think that it's just hit the point where Breda is going to see consistent, like 50% of the touches coming out of the backfield. backfield plus he gets the passing down work. Um, whereas, yeah, I mean, the things I love about Cooks are that his average depth of target is like 12 yards down the field. And he's seeing like, six at least of them a game, but Tyrod Tyrod's been crushing my confidence. So I'm I'm honestly leaning towards the running back pick just because running backs tend to have more stable value. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Matt Breda this week. Alrighty. Um we'll load up my my first one then. Well I think I know exactly what you guys are gonna say already. Um to be fair I did I did not know that McKissick was out going into this prediction writing. So 
<laughs> uh, it's Antonio Gibson versus Vegas, um, or Miles Gaskin versus the Giants. Uh, I know what Russ is going to say. Gibson. He just said he's top six the rest of the year. So, you know, Russ, thoughts? Uh, yeah, Gibson has no competition at all. Like literally none. No one is Jared going to take any touches from him. Jared Patterson. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No one. Um, <laughs> yeah, whereas... versus Philip Lindsay, cut by the Texans. Yeah, they're they're so good at offense. They yeah. right. Philip Lindsay, twelve touches last week. So well, I mean, I'm saying he's a nobody though. Too is my point. Is the Texans just cut him? They couldn't find a use for him in their offense. Yeah, but the Texans don't really have an offense. That's why they didn't have a use for an offensive player. So <laughs> that's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely going Gibson here. I, I don't re I mean Yeah, I don't really think it's that close. I'm going Gibson here. Need I remind you both that we're we're heading into an odd week um for, for Gaskin here. It's an odd week. Um Matt. Um I don't know if that shapes your, your pick here, but who do you got? Unfortunately, that doesn't. I have to go Gibson. Um, basically, what we talked about before, and the Raiders aren't great against the run, so I like Gibson a lot, and he will catch the passes. Uh, the fact that um, for Gaskin, he did get most of the touches, but um, he like I don't know. I don't trust that. There's already 12 eaten out of his total um, from Philip Lindsay, who just came. So I feel like it'll be more even split this week. So I don't know. I'm thinking Gibson. All right. Um, for the sake of just disagreeing, no, not for the sake of disagreeing. I'm taking Gaskin. Um, I'm subscribed fully to Odd Week Gaskin. Um, and additionally, I, I don't think Gibson will have like, I don't know. You guys are really high on Gibson, and I understand your reasoning. It's not like it's not sound, but I, I did. I don't know. I, I'm more hesitant. The Raiders' defense just didn't really let. Um, they only give up how many yards of carry? Three point yeah, three point six yards of carry to to Tony Pollard. Two point eight yards of carry to Zeke. Um, versus watching Gibson just tear up Seattle's defense isn't a real defense because we're horrible. So. I'm I'm tempering my expectations a bit on him. I, I think I'll go with Gaskin. Um, okay. right. Matt, you got one, right? Yeah, I'll go into my next one. Um, so my next one is, would you rather have Saquon versus the Dolphins this week? Or would you rather have David Montgomery versus the Cardinals? Hmm. Uh, Russ, you want, you want to go first for me? I, I can go, but yeah, I'll, I can take this one. I mean, I, it's a good question. I'm I I go with Saquon here because I don't believe in the Dolphins' run defense at all. They were a snack for everyone that played them early this year. I mean, if the Giants turn the ball over on offense, then obviously. They'll abandon the run and everything will suck because the Dolphins figured out how to defend the pass game, but they don't have a run defense, so I'm gonna take Saquon here. Um 
I'm going to take Saquon too, but not because I don't think the Dolphins have a, have a run defense. They just held C-Mac to 10 carries for 35 yards. I know he got hurt, but still, before getting hurt, that wasn't that big of a game. Um, but I, I would say that I agree, though, that Saquon will outscore Montgomery simply because the Bears – I guess I can know this is a bad point because the Giants are bad too, but the Bears are just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the Bears are just atrocious. So, um, and they're playing the best team in the NFL as of right now in the Cardinals versus the Giants playing the Dolphins, who are probably going to win the game still, but are not as good as the Cardinals. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take Saquon too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Montgomery. Um, and that was before both of you said Saquon. And <laughs> if sure. Jones is, isn't going to play, then that makes me really worried about the Giants' offense. And Saquon wasn't even doing well before that. So I feel like the Dolphins will try and force Mike Glenn to throw the ball. So I don't think Saquon will do great to begin with. Um, and then for Montgomery, he's pretty much the guy in that backfield ever since he returned. Like Her- Khalil Herbert hasn't really done much. So I think he'll get a lot of carries, but also he'll get some targets in the passing game. And I think he'll get a touchdown. So probably the Bears only touchdown, but I think between that, it'll be more than Saquon. Fair enough. Um, You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Uh, Russ, (laughs) you, you got one. Oh, I'm next? Yeah. All right. Let me see. Well, let's go with Odell Beckham Jr., assuming he plays, versus Tyler Lockett. So Odell playing Jacksonville and Lockett playing the Niners. Um, I mean, you know what I'm going to say. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just get it out of the way, give him that time to think. Give me Odell because I have more faith in Stafford throwing the ball right now than I do in Russell Wilson. And that is sad uh, for me to say out loud. Um, even though it's Jacksonville too. So Henderson will probably get, and Michelle will probably get fed a lot too. But yeah, I'd say Odell if he plays. Um, I'm going to go with Lockett. Um, I don't know. I'm worried about Odell versus the Jaguars just from the fact that they should be up a lot. They're probably just going to be running it, kind of like you just said, Josh. Um, but then at least with the Seahawks, they should be down to the 49ers. And should be down to 40. What in the what? Will be down to the 49ers. And I'm just hoping Russ starts to improve. They figure out whatever was wrong and start ta- targeting Lockett. And Lockett in the past has had some boom weeks, and I believe one of them was against the 49ers with that amazing end zone catch, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to go with this week as a boom week for him, and he'll outscore OBJ. The Niners, or the Seahawks do play well against the Niners, um, even when we're bad. So that's, that is something to keep note of as well. Russ, uh, what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I. I'm I'm thinking Lockett. I I would say that in this case, the deciding factor is all probably game script more than anything else. I mean, 
I the way I see it is OBJ is in the Ro- the Robert Woods role, and he's not been in the offense as long. Even if he plays, he's probably in pain. All of those to me point to this being a down week for him in terms of targets. You know, I, I think we'll see a lot more. I think we could probably see a big Cooper Cup week coming up, but I don't think there's room for two. And if there's going to be one, it's Cup, not OBJ. Whereas for Seattle, especially in a down game script, uh, they'll be throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, I think uh, I think DK Metcalf might be a squeaky wheel this week. I mean, not that he said anything, but Russell Wilson was asked about it and specified that he wanted to get the ball to DK more. So there is a risk there, but overall, Lockett needs three catches to get 96 yards, four catches to get 115, so I'm going to take him. Yeah, we're two for 31. Yeah, whatever we want to say here. Um yeah, uh, all right, I'll go on to mine, my next one, which is uh, Michael Gallup versus New Orleans on Thursday. I believe Amari Cooper will be back. I don't – is C.D. Lamb? I'm not sure that he'll be back. Um, C.D.'s going to be back, but it sounds like Amari might not. Oh, I saw that Amari would have been earlier today. What did news break in the last, like, hour and 40 minutes that we've been recording? <laughs> no, uh, are you sure that's a cop? Yeah, I said they were hopeful they'd have him back or something. Um, I heard he was still suffering symptoms. Yeah, that's what I heard. I see on the Cowboys website right now that Amari Cooper, Cooper has missed the last two games on COVID and did not practice Monday, is expected not only to practice in full on Tuesday, but be on the field against the Saints in New Orleans. He Uh, didn't practice today. Interesting. So... I guess monitor that to be sure, but it makes it 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 it, inter, it shades the question of Gallup, um, obviously. But yeah, Gallup versus the Saints or um, Devonte Smith versus the Jets. Either one of you can go first because I'm not there <laughs> first this time. Um, um, I'll go with Devonte Smith. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll go with Smith just because I think that Eagles offense will bounce back. Now, I don't think the game will be particularly close, but um, I do think they'll try and establish Devontae Smith early and often. And the, whole, the overall offense will be much better. And I think they'll just try and get everyone involved. And they also want to boost Hertz's confidence after such a bad game last week. And what better way to do that than against the Jets? And at least in terms of Gallup, there is the question with Amari potentially playing. I don't think he will. But the St. Stevens has actually been pretty good overall. And that just gives me a little hesitation with the Dallas offense. Like, I still think they'll put up points. I think CD will do fine. Um, but in terms of the other receivers – and Gallup, Noah Brown, Cedric Wilson, I think they'll kind of like start to split stuff. So I don't, I'm not confident in Gallup as much as I am Devontae Smith. Fair enough. For us, what do you think? <clears throat> it, it's a tough one. I, I gotta go, I gotta say that I, I have a pretty good amount of count, confidence in Gallup. I say that as I stutter through the sentence, trying to get the <laughs> words out. I have a I have a good amount of confidence in Michael Gallup and I have no confidence in Jalen Hurts passing. So 
for me, I think, I think the Saints defense, as good as it as it is, what they've been best against is the run, and uh, laid on top of that, they've had Marshawn Lattimore to match up against the top wide receiver on the other team, which if CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper plays, is just not Gallup. So I don't think he sees too much Lattimore, which makes me not that concerned. They're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, I'm going to go with Gallup here. I'm going to agree with you, agree with you, Russ. Um, pretty much for everything you said, Hurts equals bad. Um, Marshawn Lattimore equals shutting down either Cooper or CD. Um, and therefore, I like uh, – I like Gallup as well. Um, so yeah, that was a quick one. Um, Matt, I think you're you're up with your last one, right? Yeah. Oh no. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we're gonna have an issue in a second. <laughs> Apparently, oh, my that's... headphones are dying. <laughs> oh, that's fun. The weekly tradition of this podcast. Um, so. I guess, Russ, do you want to ask one? Yeah, give me one second. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I hadn't thought of one yet, so that's, that's a slight problem. Well, I can ask you mine then, Russ. Um, sticking in, in that same Cowboys Saints game um, with Dak versus the Saints or Kirk Cousins versus the Lions. Um, this is... Big decision for me to make. That's a now. Did that have anything to do with what the majority vote was on the Kirk versus Taysom Hill question that you asked earlier? Uh, like, would this have been Dak versus Taysom Hill if majority opinion had been start Taysom Hill? Uh, Matt asked that question of Taysom Hill versus Kirk, so I would. That is a good point. I came up with this one independent of that. Um. This is I'm not I, I'm not picking up Taysom Hill, but the question is whether or not I start Kirk or Dak. Um, basically, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dak. He's better. Um, <laughs> does that no you no know, more info no more info to Dak? I, I it's it's a weird one. I I do think the Saints have defense, and Josh Allen did throw two interceptions to them last week. Mm-hmm. Um. But Dak has more weapons and no runner, no run game because he has to run Tony Pollard up against a good run defense. So I feel like he's going to have to throw the ball like 40 times. Um, Kirk is Kirk is good at quarterback. You could, but I, I would go with Dak. Yeah, to the game script uh, aligns more. Well, I mean, the Saints aren't that good either, but <laughs> the, Lions, the Lions are horrible, so the Vikings probably will be running the ball a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I agree with you that I'll, I'll take Dak over Kirk as well uh, this week. I will also agree. Oh, Matt's here. Thank God. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Nice. So what's weird is my left one died, but my right one still has like 33%. So I'm just going to alternate. But we should go quickly just in case. But, yeah, I have to, I'll say Dak. I feel like it's hard to sit him and – even without Cooper, he'll have CD Lamb back. And it might not be the best matchup versus the Saints, but I feel like you have to start him. All right. 
Um, all right, then, Matt, what one do you got? We'll race through it. Okay. <laughs> um, I have Chase Claypool versus Baltimore versus Mike Williams at Cincinnati. Oh, God. Why did you do this to me? Um, I'll say I'll say Mike Williams simply because, I don't know, he didn't do well this last week, so maybe he'll do well this week. Uh, Russ, what do you got? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about what to ask for my start-set question and didn't hear the first half, so... <laughs> Mike Williams versus Cincinnati or Chase Claypool versus Baltimore? Ooh. Uh, Mike Williams. Yeah. I Mainly because I'm a Mike Williams truther and I just like the stock. Um, <laughs> that's about it. I, Claypool has a worse quarterback. Also. Yeah, I'd like to add that part to my analysis too, that Roethlisberger is garbage. So. <laughs> that's pretty much all of it. So I'm going to go with Claypool, and Roethlisberger might suck, but Deontay Johnson should get Marlon Humphrey in this game. So the Steelers are going to attack a second cornerback who isn't as good. Um, I think Averett, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they'll try and attack him with Claypool. So that should be a decent matchup as long as he doesn't see Humphrey. Uh, but with Mike Williams, I don't know. He's very iffy and recently he hasn't done great so I'm not as convinced plus Claypool does get the deep targets so that'll add on to his yardage at least Alright Russ what's your uh, what's your last one on the spot. my last one is Cortland Sutton or Marvin Jones um, is Marvin Jones technically the number one for Jacksonville, like on the depth chart? AKA, is Jalen Ramsey gonna be guarding him? Or it's a great question. I I would think probably, but I don't know. I feel like they'll Sutton. move Ramsey around. Give me Sutton, um, because while the Chiefs' defense has actually been playing really well recently, um, the Rams' defense is also good, and the Jaguars' offense is horrible. So, give me Sutton, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the Broncos' offense is horrible, too. But you know. <clears throat> Matt, what do you got? Yeah, I feel like I have to go Sutton. I don't really trust that whole Jaguars' offense, especially going up against the Rams' defense. Like, I don't know what receiver will do well this week. Um, so, I'd rather avoid it in general. Whereas the Broncos... It is the three main guys, but I feel like between Judy and Sutton, they'll hit the main targets, and they'll have to throw a ton this week against the Chiefs, so I'll take Sutton. Russ? All right. Well, interestingly enough, um, I would lean towards Marvin Jones in this scenario, uh, mainly mainly because I think the Broncos game plan is going to be pretty much what it was against the Chargers because both those teams are bad at the same thing, defending the run. So I think I think the Broncos are going to run the ball a lot against the Chiefs. I don't think there's going to be a lot of big throws. And I think since Pat Mahomes has been turnover prone, 
this season, I think the Broncos defense probably can generate a couple turnovers and maybe even get the lead. So I think the team that's going to have to throw the ball in that game is the Chiefs, not the Broncos. Um, whereas the Jaguars always have to throw the ball. And Marvin Jones is just the guy that sees the ball furthest down the field. Uh, I like him. I don't love him, but I like him this week. All right, let's uh, move into bold predictions. Now, Matt, you said you have two. Um, yeah. Hit us. Um, so one of them is probably obvious uh, with Brandon Ayuk. I have him <laughs> at 100-plus yards and a touchdown this week. And with that, he'll be a wide receiver one, so a top 10 receiver. Top 10, not top 12. I'll give you top 12, usually. 12-team um, league, wide receiver one. No, I'll take 10. Wow, top 10. Okay, yeah, because when I say wide receiver one that week, I'm thinking for a 12-team league. That's why my Jamal Agnew being top, a wide receiver two was right a couple of times. But okay, top, top 10, you'll say. All right. I'll make it tougher for myself. Uh, the second one, I originally I thought it was bold. I don't know how bold it is, uh, so call me out if it isn't. I have Antonio Gibson as a top five running back this week. <laughs> well, Russ, will, Russ will tell you that that is a guarantee lock. I will tell you that it's not bold, though, either way. Okay, uh, so top running back. <laughs> number one? Number one score? Yes, number one. That? Yes. That, there we go. That's bold enough, I'd say. That's a big swing there. The RB1, not an RB1. Wow, you guys are big on Gibson. What's I going to say about Gaskin? How many points is Gaskin going to score then? Um, less than that <laughs> <laughs> not the RB1 <laughs> that'd be my bold prediction Gaskin's not the RB1 this week um, <laughs> alright uh, Russ what do you got um, is tell me how low do I have to go on Jamar Chase fantasy points for it to uh, be bold throw out your, throw out what your, your instinct says I I mean, for it to be bold, Jamar Chase has his first game of under thirty receiving yards this year. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I'd say it's bold. Yeah, and unless it's right, in which case, you know, then it's not bold. Um, all right, fair enough. That's 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 solid. That's solid. Solid debut bold prediction. Um. I have what I consider to be a quite bold prediction as well. Um, Zach Wilson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy! Need I say? Need I say more? Um, let me double check that. Like he's getting the start. Cause it'd be really fun if he. And they just won with him, even though we, I mean they won despite him. So yeah. So Zach Wilson. I don't know if they'll start him, but if he if he starts. We'll have at first. I had higher yardage, but I'll take uh, as just two hundred total yards and three touchdowns. Though um, I, I would say that that is sufficiently bold, unless the masses disagree. But um, just works for me. Just yeah, just bring <laughs> up. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, there we go. I got those locked in, ready to review next week. Um, with that, generally, this is when we move into the spin league, and I know that Matt's earbuds are keeping us on a tight schedule here, but we did have one user-submitted question that I will 
ask everyone for their input on, but quickly offer uh, both the question and, and a quick input. So the question was asked, uh, what are the top handcuffs? This was asked a couple of weeks ago. What are the top handcuffs to own? Um, I think that question has been answered essentially through um, this weekend's injuries that the top handcuffs, in my opinion, would be, you know, Madison, uh, Chuba, although I like, I am hesitant with Amir Abdullah, um, Tony Pollard, Jamal Williams. I know that he's not the best, but he does get a lot of the, a ton of the work with, with Swift being out. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting any, feel free to chime in with anybody here, guys. Devontae Booker for the Giants. Um, he's seen a lot of usage when, when Saquon was out. Um, well, I mean, you, you can't forget Dontrell Hilliard, the clear handcuff <laughs> to Derrick Henry all season, even when he wasn't on the roster. Of course. <laughs> uh, Dearness no, Johnson, I, uh, if Chubb or Hunt goes down, I would say, is another good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's about right. Will uh, Herbert. Oh, Herbert. Yeah, definitely. He he looks good out there. Ramondre for for the Patriots. Um, I, Naheem Hines or Marlon Mack. I would say, like, with Taylor's usage and every, every running back getting injured this year, whoever would be in line for the Colts would be someone I would want. But I don't know if they'd run Hines or if they'd finally activate Mack to the, to the roster, you know. Um. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we I hope we addressed the user question. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for suggesting that. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the spin league, which we'll kind of race through. Um, I, I've got the the lineups ready to for me to, to write down. Uh, oh, I should recap who won, shouldn't I? Duh. Um, so week eleven. So two weeks ago, spin league. Um, Congratulations to uh, I have to say this. Congratulations to Kyle for winning. Just I mean, he had lucky enough the Patriots defense and Jake Elliott, who just like went off. Um second highest week ever in our spin league to only second only to Kyle, who had point one more points the first week we did this. So <sighs> congrats to Kyle. You're better at fantasy football than me. Um Matt, you have to say Matt and Russ, you both have to say it too. Yeah. Matt, Russ, no, not gonna say it. Oh, I said end me. Oh, okay. Russ. Oh, you're better fancy football than me. Russ, uh it's the rules, so you gotta say it. Mm, all right, congrats to Kyle. You had lucky spins on the wheel than me. Mm, that's not what that's not what the, the prize is. Uh <laughs> gonna have to hear you say that's, it. That's that's tough. I I uh, did not sign anything. Wow, no, not, <laughs> Mr. Graziano will not be invited back um, for his failure to participate in this. Um, no, okay, on. okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got it. Kyle, you beat me in the daily fantasy league. Congrats. You were better than football. Better than football at me. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. You know, I'll take it. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's let's go on to spin, Matt. And I believe you've probably spun already. What do you got? Got the Bucks. I think I have to go with playoff Lenny Fournette. Fournette. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, Russ. Who you got? The wheel's still spinning. Mm. I got the Rams. 
I'm going to have to go with Cooper Cup. Okay, I spun uh, during that and got Washington. So I'll take uh, RB1 this week. You're going to be thanking me. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I'm going to thank you now, actually. Um, all right, Matt, what do you got? I got the Ravens for my second spin, and I'm going to have to go with Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Pick. All right, Russ, what do you got? Minnesota. Give me Madison. What if Dalvin plays through the pain, though? Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just... I'll put Viking as running back. Yeah. Yeah, but like Madison, though. I'm sure it's Madison. Yeah, I would doubt that he plays this week, but... Um, or if Cook plays this week. I got the Cowboys. CD. I'll, I'll take CD. Uh, no, I don't know if I want to take CD. This is tough. <laughs> this is tough. You know what? I'm just going to go Greg Zerline. Um, I'm going to go way out in left field with that. But I, I like that pick, actually. Matt. I got the Eagles, and I'm debating Jalen Hurts or the Eagles defense. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. There's no way he can do as bad as last week. <laughs> Russ, what do you got? Uh, I got the Cardinals, so I'm going to take James Conner. James Conner. That was going to be my bold prediction was James Conner doesn't score a touchdown, but I feel like that's not bold enough. Um, <laughs> I'll, I got the Dolphins. I'll take uh, Waddle, actually. I have the Chargers, and I'm going to go with Eckler. <clears throat> I have the Eagles, so I'm going to go with Hurts. Hurts for Russ. Okay, I got the Packers, and they're on by, so I'm spinning again. Got the Titans, and they're on by, so I'm spinning again. Um, Should have just removed him from the list. Yeah, but I don't do the list thing. I do a oh, Packers again. Gonna spin, gonna spin again. Um, I use a oh, an actual wheel. Um, Chargers. I'll take Herbert. I think this is odd week Herbert a thing. I don't know if it is, but it will, <laughs> it will be now. Matt, what do you got? Um, I got the Titans, so I can spin again. Um, okay. I have the Chiefs, so I'm going to go with Tyreek. Tyreek. Okay. Nice. I'm going to – I have the Buccaneers, so I'll take the USAA man himself. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have uh, the Bucks opponent in the Falcons, so I'll take Cordero Patterson. Um, I got the Jaguars, and I feel like the least damaging position would be their kicker, so whoever their kicker is. Matthew Wright or Michael Wright or something. Yeah. Uh, All right. Russ. I have the Texans, and that stinks. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take the Texans kicker as well. Kaimi Fairbairn. Uh, I got the Jags all flex uh, James Robinson. I completely forgot about him. Well, I wouldn't. I would take their kicker too, but I already took Greg Zerline. Um, so. <laughs> okay, uh, I got the Jets, so I'll go with Elijah Moore. 
Elijah Moore. Okay, Russ. Oh, Josh, what positions do I need? Uh, wide receiver, flex, and defense. Well, I got Vegas. So I guess I'll go with ye old Hunter Renfro. Solid. Um, I got the Patriots, and I'll take uh, Hunter Henry. Wow, this is really fitting. I got the 49ers. <laughs> so I have to go with Ayuk. You do. I, I love when I make a bold prediction and it forces me to pick that player later. Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. I, I also got the Niners. Um, I. Let's see. Who should I pick? Yeah, flex and defense. Yeah. You know. Oh, running back against Seattle. This is a no-brainer. I should be picking Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I, wrote, I already wrote it down for you. Um, nice, nice. I got the Rams. I have wide receiver and defense left, and I'm so tempted to take the Rams' defense against Jacksonville. Like, unbelievably tempted, but I, I can't do it, so I've got Cup. Um, what do you got, Matt, for your defense? Uh, the Raiders. Hey, Russ, for your defense, you've got who? Oh, the universe just punished me for my good early spins. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, I got the Bengals defense. I wish I, wish I would take the, the Rams defense and I would, could have taken like Higgins or Chase, but oh, brutal, brutal. Um, all right. With that, that is um, a I think a record long podcast by far. <laughs> oh my god! With uh, <sighs> with special guest Russell Graziano, I'd like to thank you, Russ, for for joining Matt and I. Um, thank our audience for listening, um, putting up with the well. Actually, no, it's a they are lucky to listen to Matt, but not with the two of us, Russ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah it was a pleasure to be here thanks for having me on guys thank you Russ for joining yeah uh, anything else anyone wants to add or can I go to bed finally yeah go to bed Josh <laughs> I would like to thank my headphones for oh one of yeah them for not dying I'd like to shout out Matt to, for never do you charge your headphones before like we do this every time or you just never remember to do that they said they were fully charged but oh. apparently the left <laughs> one was like half charged so I couldn't tell you. We need to get you new head. I know what what's on Matt's Christmas list. It's headphones <laughs> that can last longer than two hours. That's my goodness. <laughs> if it lasts longer than four hours, I've heard you have to call a doctor, though. Yeah, I think that's something you should get checked out if if that's happening. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully, hopefully, no unplanned buys like the one uh, like a month ago. So. All right. Signing off. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya.